Hello and welcome to Bible Talk with the West End Church of Christ. My name's Eric Craig, and with me today is David McDaniel, and we're glad to have you join us as well as we consider another subject from the Scriptures. We invite you to get your Bible out um, today and follow along as we are in episode number 29 today. We want to think about the wisdom of silence. Now, David, I, I think a lot of times in our society, those two things don't go together very often. You know, often what gets celebrated today is when you're loud, when you're speaking your mind. You know, we're ta- we live in a speak your mind kind of culture, um, at least at least generally. Now, there are some people that, um, you know, that that individuals don't want to speak their mind, but generally speaking, you know, just just say what's on your mind, say how you feel, those kinds of things. That's what gets celebrated a lot of times. Um, when we think of really wise people, we probably think about people who do a lot of talking, do a lot of writing and things like that. And and not to say that, you know, wise people don't try to teach other people or something like that. But we also need to see the wisdom involved in silence. And that's what I want us to think about in the course of this study here today. Um, before we do that, though, we've got three points to go through. Um, but before we get into um, our study, I want to invite you, if you are in Licking County or in Newark, uh, we want to invite you to come and worship with us. Or if you're anywhere and you're willing to, to travel to be with us, uh, we assemble at 987 West Main Street in Newark, Ohio. Uh, right now, we, we're assembling on Sunday mornings at 1030 for worship, trying to work some of those other times back in as well. Um, so you're certainly welcome to join us anytime you're able to do so. If you have a Bible question we can help you with or that you would like to hear discussed in a future episode of this program, call us at 740-344-7954 or email preacher at thewestendchurch.org. If you'd like our free Bible study course, again, call us or email us or go right on the website and sign up at www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study. You can get started uh, with that course, and we'll mail that out or email that to you. Again, we're thinking about the wisdom of silence, and the first thing we want to think about is there simply is a time to be silent. Again, that's not something that often gets celebrated in our society, but you know, we want to look at what God told um, King Solomon first here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to read here in verse uh, 7. You know, the um, King Solomon here is showing there's a time for a lot of things. And one of the interesting points is that verse 7 says there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Um, you think about in our world... There's a lot of communication-oriented classes, a lot of public speaking classes, writing classes, and so forth. We don't have any classes on learning to be silent, but yet we have to realize that wisdom involves both, being able to communicate and being able to refrain from that and just be silent. Um, is there anybody in the Bible that kind of comes to your mind that um, this was really illustrated um, in his example, where you know people did better being silent than they did um, when they spoke. Well, Job is a is a good candidate for that. Um, there were many things that his friends said that uh, they probably could have just kept quiet and accomplished a lot more. 
mm-hmm. in their relationship with Job. Yeah. And just just in, in a quick minute here, just to give everybody context, uh, maybe maybe folks who are watching already know Job's story, but just in case they don't, why don't you give just a quick summary of what Job went through? Job uh, had a family, and one by one, his family was destroyed. Uh, all of his possessions were taken away, and he just kept having one catastrophe after another, and even his health was affected. So he uh, he struggled a lot and, and didn't know uh, why it was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know the plan, the God's plan at the time that it was happening to him, and and his friends didn't know, which was uh, what we're talking about today. That there's a time to be silent because his friends were just speculating mm-hmm. and just saying things based on their own wisdom and their own knowledge, and they really didn't know or understand God's plan. And yeah. they would have been much better off if they would have just stayed silent. Yeah, yeah. There's a interesting passage. So in Job two. I want to look here at verse 13. So you've got Job's friends show up. I mean, you can understand if if one of your friends went through all this. I mean, just like his world came crashing down um, in, in just a short, short period of time. And can you read Job 2 and verse 13? And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Okay, chapter 2. I think that may oh, be chapter 1. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Yes. Uh, Two, yeah. verse 3? 13. 13, I'm sorry. Okay. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Okay. So let's just let's start here and noticing that, all right, seven days, no words being spoken. There's, there's silence. Um, sometimes, I, I mean, we've all been in situations where, you know, people we've known are going through a time of grief, and you know it's it's hard to know what to say and and so forth. But and I I still haven't found the answer to that. I don't think there really is necessarily an answer. Sometimes it is just go and sit with them and be with them and so forth and sit in silence and, and that's what they did. And you know I would I would suggest that they did better in these seven days than in the days following when they started talking. When they started talking. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, when they start talking, you know, they, they start making accusations. They they are thinking they know why Job's suffering, which a lot of times when we're, uh, when we're foolish in our speaking, that's a lot of times what's going on. We're speaking. We really don't know what's going on, but we think we do, and so we say something. So we're going to go over to Chapter 16. And we're going to look at verses 2 and 3. And Job is responding to one of these uh, friends of his um, after they've been talking. So can you read uh, verses 2 and 3 there? Uh, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. Shall words of wind have an end? Or what provokes you that you answer? Yeah. So... um, it's just again they they're miserable comforters. They did better when they were quiet. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, even there in verse four, if if you were in my place, I could also talk like you. I could string words together against you and shake my head at you. Instead, I would encourage you with my mouth, and the consolation from my lips would bring relief. You know, but yet they were using words that were tearing at him and making it even harder for him. Mm-hmm. So now it takes wisdom. It takes skill to know when to be silent. You know, there's there's not always it's not always time to be silent, right? There's also a time to speak, but it takes wisdom to know the difference. But we have to just begin by realizing that there is a time to be silent. Sometimes silence does better than speaking. We also notice from scripture that fools are quick to speak their minds. And you know, I think this is very applicable in our uh, society. We see this all the time. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 um, and read verse 3. You know, again, we live in a society that just kind of, what's on your mind? Speak it. Um, and, you know, it's so much damage is done in our society through this. Um, can you read Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3? For a dream comes through much activity. And a fool's voice is known by as many words. Yeah. You know, that, I don't know, that, that kind of can cut us all pretty deep if we're, uh, if we're honest with ourselves. A fool's voice comes with many words. Um, again, there's wisdom in silence. You know, there's wisdom in choosing our words very carefully rather than just, you know, talking, at, you know, whatever is on our mind. So, how do we see this, though, a lot of times? Like in our society, um, what are some ways fools um, are quick to speak their minds? I think about quick judgments. I, I mean, that was Job's friends. You know, they were they already had the answers, you know, and so maybe we're quick to condemn somebody. Maybe we don't know what happened the circumstances involved and so forth, but we're going to speak as if we know everything that's going on and, you know, get out front. We see that in the news all the time, and, you know, I'd say we experience it in our own lives. Um, How about emotional reactions? Do we ever um, just take how we feel and say something that ends up being foolish? You know, maybe, maybe we get angry at somebody, and... Instead of thinking about how we ought to speak, what's really best, we just we just let them have it. We just tell them how we feel. Let our emotions fly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you say things that, and we've all heard this said. We you you say things you wish you could bring back, mm-hmm. and you can't. Once it's said, it's said. Yeah, I, I've I think I've heard the illustration of you know if you have you know take like a a feather a feather pillow or something like that, and you know if you. As long as that's all right there, held together and zipped up and everything, then all right, you got control of that. But then you you undo that and you throw it all up in the wind. You're not getting them all back. You can't get you all know? those feathers. Back. They're going to go who knows where. And that's what our words are like. And we need to realize that up front. Um, you know, we can't we can't get them back um, and act as if they were never said. Um, how about just ignorant comments? You know, sometimes. People say things, and you know it may sound intelligent, it may sound right in the moment or something, but you know it, it's but it doesn't have all the facts, you know. 
and or sometimes people will be quick to speak their minds just because that's how you get attention now you know social media and so forth just just keep talking and that's that's what people like that's what's going to get you followers and all these things and just keep talking and the same thing's true you know even on a um i guess in a physical realm not in a digital realm i mean who's usually the popular ones at school is usually not necessarily the ones that are quiet Right, it's usually the one squeaky wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that want to talk, um, have a bunch of stories, all kinds of things. Right. Um, sometimes we do it just because we gossip about people. We just we just talk, just just talk about people, um, and don't think about all the damage it can do. So, let's read a couple more passages. Let's uh, go to Proverbs now, chapter fourteen. And we'll read uh, two verses from Proverbs 14. All right, the first one is in verse 3, and then we're going to go down and read verse uh, 7. So, again, Proverbs 14, you got verse 3? Yep. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. So... You need to be be careful about just our, our our speech, right? The lips of the wise protect them. You know, so much times we do damage to ourselves just by our just by our words. We're not careful with our words. All right, let's read verse seven there. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So let's think for just a moment before we go to our final point of. All right, what's some of the trouble when we just talk in unfiltered way? We're just quick to speak our mind. What's some of the troubles that come back to us? Uh, one thing that comes to my mind would be broken relationships. You know, think about how many times that maybe it's happened to us or maybe it's just people that we've known or whatever that because we've been quick to speak our mind, we don't think about it very carefully. You know, those those precious relationships that we once had are broken because we can't take back the words. Um, or you think about people who are just quick to speak, quick to rush to judgment or something. Think about how they often contradict themselves all the time because they react to one thing based on what they think at the moment. Then something else comes on, uh, comes along and, and they're constant, constantly, it seems like contradicting and themselves and being inconsistent and ultimately broken trust of, you know, you just can't trust someone that just, you know, is just quick to speak their minds and don't carefully weigh things out. All right, so, again, we've been looking at the wisdom of silence. We've seen there's a time to be silent. Uh, We've seen that fools are quick to speak their minds. Uh, we got one more point to go through uh, before we close this episode. But before we do, again, I just want to invite you to... um, Request our free Bible study course. We'd love to mail that out to you. Again, you can contact us at 740-344-7954 or email preacher at thewestendchurch.org or you can go to www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study. Bible study, all one word there. All right, uh, one to think about. Um, again, the wisdom of silence, but we need to realize that what wisdom does, we've seen fools are quick to speak their minds, but what wisdom does is chooses to use fewer words and chooses to use those words or chooses those words very carefully. 
Um, wise people will listen to God. They'll recognize the danger of the tongue. They'll recognize how, um, you know, God warns us about the tongue. You know, we're not going to read um, the entirety there, that section in James chapter 3, verses 1 um, to 12 there, but um, can, you, can you remember kind of some of what James was telling us there about the tongue? Uh, James tells us that the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot of power in the tongue. Um, yeah. Taming the tongue uh, prevents sin. It, when you when you control your tongue, uh, you can take the time to think about things and say things that are encouraging instead of something that just mm-hmm. comes off the tip of your tongue. Yeah. So. You think about, and he makes the point, you know, with the rudder, with the like a bit that you put in a horse's mouth. Think about how small of a member of our body it is, but yet how influential it is. Just like that rudder on a on a big ship is able to turn that ship, or the the bit that you put in the side of a, a horse's mouth is able to turn that massive animal. Um, and then he talks about how. Uh, it can be like a fire too. You think about all these wildfires and stuff. What usually happens? I mean, sometimes there's environmental aspects to it and and so forth. But a lot of times, what has happened is there's that you know it comes back to that original spark, and you know maybe it was somebody being a little careless or something, and you know with a campfire or um, something, and provided that initial spark. And then you get these, you know, this massive amount of acreage that's been burned down as a result. And that's how it can be with our tongues if we're not careful. So wise people who want to follow God realize that and choose our words very carefully. And don't just speak just to speak either. All right? It's it's have something to say, have the right thing to say, and then to say it in the right way as well. Um, and... One of the earlier episodes, if not multiple, we talked about in Matthew chapter 12 about how Jesus is going to judge us for every careless or every idle word that we speak. We're going to have to give an account of that. So right there is uh, further encouragement of why we need to be so careful with our with our words, because we're going to answer literally for every word that we've spoken. Um, let's read a couple more passages from Proverbs to make this um to make these points as well. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. And let's read in verse 19. All right, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, When there are many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is prudent. You think about that, um, and just really consider. We're going to go to Proverbs 17 next, um, but you just really consider: the more words I use, the greater opportunity I'm giving Satan to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. The greater I'm giving opportunity. Hey, I may say something that I really shouldn't say. That's going to create that spark. That's going to burn those relationships. That's going to break that trust that's going to ruin my reputation that's going to hurt somebody else or whatever it might be all right let's look at proverbs 17 and look at verses 26 and 27 if you can read those for us 
Also, to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of calm spirit. Okay. I think I'm... I wrote... Wrote it down wrong in my notes here. Let's go to verse 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. Mm -hmm. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, and I think we can really see this in our world if we're if we're honest with ourselves. Right? You look at people who are just, you know, just spout off whatever they feel, whatever they think, and so forth. Um. And they expose their foolishness a lot of times to those who are really focused on on God and, and His will. And we ought to appreciate those who don't feel like they have to comment on everything, who don't feel like they have to even necessarily have an opinion, and have to express those opinions and bind those opinions on other people. And there's, just, there's just wisdom in silence. Um. Again, wisdom really knows the potential of the tongue, and we just really have to think about that and and carefully weigh out every word. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4 um, before we um, start concluding our study here today. Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 29 really helps us see what the focus of our our words ought to be. So if you want to share that, Ephesians 4 verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. You want me to keep doing going? No, that that's good there. Um, yeah. So the idea is that we, um, all right, we eliminate things that would work against God's um, plan, His will for us, and our words, and instead. We try to focus on building people up in our words, right? Helping them learn the truth, helping them follow God. That's that's really our focus in in the words that we say. And if they don't accomplish that, then we just need to stay quiet. Yeah, encourage. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. So hopefully this has been encouraging to you. Hopefully it's helped you as we just think about our words. Our words are so important, and you know. God's people conduct themselves differently in every area of our lives, and that includes how we talk. Uh, we want to make sure we understand our, when should we talk, how should we talk, um, you know, just all kinds of things. We want to make sure that we're really honoring God through our um, through our communication, and that's that's in whether we're in large gatherings, whether we're in private conversation, whether it's on social media. We have to remember the wisdom of silence. Um, and these lessons that we've learned. So we might have a positive influence on other people. And just frankly, you know, yes, certainly foremost, so we're right with God and we're honoring God with our words, but just there's even just a practical wisdom involved in silence as well. It just, it just keeps us from a lot of um, self-inflicted harm, I guess we could say. All right, so appreciate so much that you take the time to um, to listen and study along with us today. Again, if you haven't already done so and you would like to sign up for our free Bible study course, get in touch with us. Again, 740-344-7954. Email preacher at thewestendchurch.org 
or you can go to www.thewestendchurch.org forward slash Bible study. Bible study, all one word there. If you're anywhere near us or would like to come and visit with us, we invite you to do so. To worship God, we assemble at 987 West Main Street in Newark. Uh, Right now, Sunday mornings at 1030, the best time to come and worship God with us. Once again, we thank you for taking the time to study with us today, and we invite you to join us next time on Bible Talk.